Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. The only downside to riding a motor- motorcycle is that I can't stop and get breakfast on the way here. <laughs> you can't? I don't, I don't have anything. I bet you I'm, could. I mean, I could. It, it's Stick a lot it more Stick it in your work. backpack. Yeah. John is John is riding a motorcycle now. He went and got it in Houston last weekend. Yeah. And it looks sweet. Because Paul's my hero. That's right. <laughs> Paul's everyone's hero, man. Do we need to clarify, like, if yeah. you were to die today and stand before your Savior, just as a, like... He's probably going to Do you go, want me to answer ride. this? You got to finish it. <laughs> that ride was exactly. awesome. I, I need to know exactly what <laughs> what you're going to say. I should let you... Why should I let you into my... I'm trying to remember the exact diagnostic. And I should let you into my heaven. Um, the <laughs> Now that you're we're, an no, almost 40-year-old man riding a motorcycle. It's yeah, almost 40-year-old man part, riding a motorcycle. Part of why I stayed away from him was, I, I think 10 years ago, Paul said, this is who dan- motorcycles are dangerous for. Forty-year-old men who start riding them. Uh, I was like, who drink? Who drink? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yes. The statistics of it's, it's midlife crisis men who get their first bike, who then go out to a bar and drink and then wreck them, is staggering. <laughs> the The only yeah. next highest percentage is like the twenty-something-year-olds who get a super bike, like something a yeah. liter or bigger, uh, and doesn't weigh anything. And then it's like their lifespan, based on insurance, is like thirty days. <laughs> I'm yeah. not kidding. Yeah. You're crazy. kidding. You're, no, no, you're no. joking. No, no. <laughs> it really is. It's like 30 days. For like 20-year-old something's first bike, that's a supermoto. Yeah, that they get like a 1,000 cc's or more. Mm-hmm. That's what he means by leader. Like they, they get these big bikes and then they <laughs> they do one wheelie and it's gone. <laughs> well, no, no. I was like, is insurance like through the roof yeah, for them? It's, it's, it's bad. It's got to be. Wow. I will tell you though, mine wouldn't. Yeah. Thank you, Bobby Hicks. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shout out to no, Bobby no, Hicks. No charge for um, Hicks Insurance. Uh, Thompson Hicks Insurance. Thompson Hicks Insurance. This anyway, brought to you. By yeah, <laughs> seriously. No, it's uh, and it it is for for all those children listening. It is it is something that can only be done very <laughs> hi kids hi kids very uh, uh, responsibly. That's right. No no drinking. Always wear a helmet. Right. If you do those two things, you significantly lower your chance of getting hurt. There you go. And don't speed. And don't speed. There you go. I mean, there you go. Then you're basically driving a car, right? Exactly. No big right. deal. Close. Which is what I choose to do. <laughs> That's the mindset, Paul. Is that the mindset that <laughs> yeah. keeps me alive? It's just a car. It's just a car. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a car that I filled up today for four dollars. So all you truck drivers out there know exactly what I'm talking about. That's right. Oh, nice. Nice. Well, very fun, guys. We got a we got a first for the podcast this week. We have some listener questions. Oh, wow. And so uh, I'm going to play the sound clip. Oh, you got the sound clip. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got the sound clips. We're so professional. They sent him in with us like he recorded it. That's so cool. That's amazing. Yeah, so he sent him in, uh, and then we'll respond to them. Okay. Sound good? Yeah. All right, here we go. Hi, my name is Josh Stowell, and I just got a couple questions for you guys. (laughs) Um, This Sunday, uh, I saw a different level of seriousness um, I've seen it once or twice before in, in you, Chris, and uh, this was a good one. But I, I have to say, uh, when it comes to legacy, how do you describe a, a legacy? Um, and is this one of your favorite subjects to talk about, bringing up the youth and raising them correctly? And then also, if any of you other guys wanted to um, tell me what your definition of a good legacy is, I'd love to hear it. Um, also, uh, is a hoplite your favorite warrior? Um, I know there's lots of different classes, and I think hoplites are very tac- 
tactic, tactically, tactful. That's the right word. Tech, there you go. So, so the first question. Hey, Josh, I wouldn't know how to say that either, brother. Don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. Very Yeah, first, Josh was still off. Thank you so much for sending in your question. I need Paul to make up a word for that. That's right. Uh, so the first question is. <laughs> you can't do it on command. Yeah, yeah. It's not like reverence. <laughs> in the of a sermon. I did. It just wasn't appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, so the first question is legacy. Right. Is this one of your favorite things to teach on? Uh, what's your definition of a legacy? Anybody else who wants to chime in on that and then we about Hoplite. <laughs> I mean, Josh asked the question. Man. I know. I know. Yeah. I was I was reiterating the question. I'm just still you, so in, yeah, in, 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 <laughs> I'm so enthralled with the fact that he recorded that. That's fantastic. I know. That's and then awesome. he introduced himself. Yeah. Hi, this is Josh. Well, I asked him to. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. For, I, the, for all the... Anyone who's listening. Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, said, well, just, yeah, the format. I gave him the format. He did Keep an stalling. awesome job. I'm looking up legacy. Awesome. Keep stalling. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm vamping. I'm vamping now. <laughs> or on the inter- on the internet, really? Webster. Well, he's looking. <laughs> I mean, Josh could have Googled this, Chris. That does, that's <laughs> helpful. That's, uh, he wants man. to know what you think. What I think. Well, um, <laughs> while Chris is coming up with what he thinks, no, I am. Ahead. I actually do want to look at the etymology. I feel like I learned something when I went, and it makes me want to do it when I'm trying to define a word that I've not not technically defined before. honestly i'm surprised you haven't i actually kind of am too that's especially because josh i'm um, going to spoil this for you it is one of his favorite things to talk about yeah it's um, not spoiling you're about. answering the question yeah, that's interesting that's awesome yeah but he asked chris i didn't ask me so well i mean it's legit. fine legacy uh comes from like a body of persons sent on a mission that's kind of cool like an ambassador or an envoy but that's the root it comes from late Middle English. Oh, like like someone who represents the Pope. A papal legate would be that the concept from which the is French. Very close to leg. It kind of is, which is kind of strange. I think it's coincidental. They're not the... No, coincidental. Uh, not, um, not tied. Right. Not that I know of. I mean, I'll have to do some more research. So That would be very interesting. Yes. I, I If you were the, Chris Legacy. That's right. We'll go with that. Leg. Um, so the the concept of a legacy, what I would tell you is the way I think of a legacy is like it's like the story of your life that keeps getting told after you're gone. Um, and so that's the that's the way I would come at that conversation is like what what has been the story of my life that is still being told after I'm gone? What what is this? You know, it's the that dude really loved donuts. <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm going to get up and say at your funeral. That's exactly right. All right guys, he I was planning really to speak at your funeral. Loved, yeah, that's true. You did get I'm the one who... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Brought good. it back. Brought it back. Uh, <clears throat> boy, if something happens on that motorcycle in the next like month, I'm going to feel yeah, Lori, so... <laughs> Lori's going to come out. Podcast won't be available. That's exactly right. It's going to delete immediately. Oh, um, my gosh. That's what I would say a legacy is. And yes, I love talking about that. And in the from the more from the eternal perspective than just the worldly perspective. But I don't think those are contradictory. I think I think the the idea of the stories, I think the idea of a legacy, someone who represents something or someone so well that people are still talking about it after he's gone. Mm-hmm. Or he makes a path that others can follow. Um so like I I joked the other actually last night, um somebody we were we were at the um Brook Hill Founders Day event, and and Mark came with us, and somebody was asking Mark what he was doing. Oh, Steve Dement, we were sitting at the at a table. Member of the church here was, and uh, Steve is the founder of oh Brook gosh. Hill, 
And so how cool we Wait, got to you sit were with his sitting table. at Steve Dement's table? Yeah, with Steve. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, isn't that cool? Um, hey, you were invited. I know, but, you know, um, baseball. My son had to lose a nail-biter of a speaking game. Legacy, speaking <laughs> of legacy, right? Got to focus. But, um, And so Steve asked him a question because Mark, my son Mark, now writes for the Denison Forum. He's their staff writer. And I, I made a comment about, yeah, when Mark published his very first article with Denison Forum, which reaches like 2.2 million people, he, he surpassed every, everything his dad had ever done when it come to, came to, uh, to reach. That it, that, the first article that published for Denison Forum, Mark surpassed all of my reach into the, into the world with that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, but immediately because of who, where, you know, who we're sitting at the table with, everyone says, well, that's, I mean, that's kind of the point, isn't it? Isn't that what we all want? And yes. the answer is yes. Standing yes. on the shoulders of Absolutely. your yeah. parents. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Is that I look forward, I, I eagerly anticipate the day of being known primarily as Mark's dad um, and or as Ellie's dad and or as Holland and Michael and Emma's dad. Like that's the, the only thing I'm famous for is what they are accomplishing within the kingdom. And that's, that's what I hope my legacy is. Like, that's a big part of what is the story that keeps getting told after I'm gone? Well, I'm, my, my, I'm all about raising up people to, to like continue to grow the kingdom, to make those stands and to, um, speak the truth in love and, you know, you name it, those, those things. And those are, and I think what, what comes to raising youth correctly, by the way, one version of that, which we don't have time because it would take the whole podcast someday we can do that maybe, but is the, um, uh, the transitional person and the legacy of the person who turns a family's direction, who, who changes the story dramatically. It goes from being a tragedy to a comedy or an epic. And my grandfather was that person in my family who, mm. who changed the direction of our family. Um, and uh, my mom has some of that as well. She had to do a lot of transitional stuff on her side of the family. And and uh, my, grand, my, dad's, my dad's father was that main person in our family. And so, um, and so I love talking about that kind of stuff, but I think when it talks, talk about raising youth or children correctly, it is, that just means intentionally with a legacy in mind, like with what, what do I want them to have? What skill sets? I will say, I think the concept of legacy can be idolized um, even in the church. Oh yeah. Um, so I would say kingdom because it feels so right. Right. Exactly. Because there's a rightness to it. Yeah. There, there is a rightness to it, but you can, like anything, you can put it out of context. Exactly. It, and that's the, oh man, I wish I had that uh, quote memorized. I'm, I'm gonna look up a quote. Y'all talk about it. It's not things. the Reap a Cheap quote. Is no, it? it's okay. the A.W. Tozer okay. quote that they gave me for my sabbatical. Never mind. Go. Yeah. Do so other, I would, do I, other things. I'm not here. I would say, uh, the kingdom, the legacy, what legacy it is, is what gives it its value legacy in and of itself is not impressive but the legacy of, of connecting to the kingdom of being a representative of the kingdom which is why i like the fact that it's an ambassador a legate means that is so who are you what are you what is your legacy about who are you a legate for that would be the way i would say it so anyway there's my thoughts on it's awesome paul legacy. paul do you want to chime in on anything with that any thoughts that you've had recently about legacy <laughs> No, well, the moment that he asked the question, um, the first thing that sparked to my mind is the sign uh, that actually is one of the road signs when you're leaving. Yep. And I want to say it's the student building, right? That has go and tell your friends. 
Uh, no, so it's the the third John one four. I have no greater joy than to hear my children are walking into truth. That's actually that's right outside the right door. It's this yeah. one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Again, I was like, in the moment, I was like, I know it's one of the leaving signs, but which one is it? Because yep. we become so numb to them as we pass them <laughs> every so well, day. Yeah. Um, but that was that was the first thing that came to my mind of like that idea. And then as you're explaining, even at the founders event, I mean, this is is exactly what you want from Mark is like, you, you, you take great joy watching him walk in truth. And right. so, um, yeah, I think as a parent who doesn't have grandkids yet, but just even immediately thinking of my own kids, I mean, that, that still is my greater hope is that, uh, in all the ways that I can rightly represent the paternal aspects of God before them and all the ways that I can make it easier when they come and learn about God, that they don't have to unlearn about yep. me um, then I think that <laughs> that is, say it. then that is, uh, a success. Um, again, in the, in then the idea that hopefully as they then connect to God, they then would, for their children would do the same. And then in that mindset, I mean, that goes back to, to the Deuteronomy six that we read every yep. time for, um, our, our family dedication services. Um, and it is that the Lord, your God commanded me to teach you that you may, do to them in the land to which you're going over to possess it, that you may fear the Lord your God and you and your son and your son's sons by keeping all his statutes and his commandments, which I commanded you in the days of your life, that your days may be long. Um, and that notion of long days for righteous mm -hmm. living and then even the tie-in of living with to see or to know even grandkids um, is speckled all across the Psalms and into the Proverbs. Um, and so, yeah, I think that, I think if I was motivated about if, or pinched down to say, what would be your one hope of a legacy? I think, sure. You know, I'd be tempted to say financial security. Sure. I'd be tempted to say continued loving families, but no, I think at the base, it is that my children and my children's children fear the Lord. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's a faith that's supposed to be, uh, discipled and passed, passed from one person to another mm -hmm. the easiest way for us to do that is or not easiest the most definitely not easiest the the most uh i don't even want to say natural the most uh whatever right, right noble right noble the, the like within the family is that what yeah. you're getting at yeah the, our children are who we're supposed to be passing things down to. you are going to pass things down to your children right let it be the gospel yeah. I mean, you know, like, mm -hmm. that's what that's supposed to be. There aren't any grandchildren in the faith. That's, you don't get to do that. But there aren't any, yeah, however that works. Um, but uh, we're supposed to be handing it down from one to the other. I really wish I could find that quote. I'm sorry that I can't. It's on a really cool. Um, what's what's the gist called. of it, though? Can you? It's basically it? that I I don't want anybody to know who I am. I want them to know who Jesus is. Mm. Um, I don't, I need, that's, yeah. that's kind what summarizes that. the, the, and, and I, I mean, I'm honestly, this is kind of weird. Um, but I've thought about my father's funeral since I was 14 years old. Sure. And I watched him do his father's funeral. Mm. Um, and so there are just different things that'll pop up in my mind. And there's so many, I've rewritten what I would say at dad's funeral. I don't know how many times, mm -hmm. but the the huge majority of what has popped into my head over the years has so much to do with the fact that um, there are people 
who know who God is because of how he showed himself in John Noble Redford Sr. Mm-hmm. And, and same for my mother, that there are people who know better that God loves them and that uh, he cares for them and that he is um, <laughs> values justice and all those things because mm-hmm. of Jane Redfern. Yeah. Um, and, and those things like are, that's the kind of thing that you want people to be able to talk about. Yeah. Um, not, not because they make us look good, um, but because they showed the reality of life of, of who God is, um, to those around us. And that's the only thing that lasts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's important for Christians to think about legacy again, um, not in the sense that, uh, we are thinking about, uh, how favorably we can look to other people. Um, but we need to be thinking about things that last over things that are transient over things that, that come and go. Yeah. Like, you know, that's a vapor. Setting up treasures in heaven. That's setting the, up treasures the, in the heaven. The legacy for the Christian is yeah. investing in eternity, not yeah. not here except for what is eternal from here. Yeah. I actually got to talk to my dad about this very recently because, um, <laughs> funny enough, I'm not in my parents' will. They set up their will um, before I was born in Amarillo. Now, technically I am because I think they've got that clause of like any subsequent children that children. are born or whatever. You're so I'm listed. any subsequent children that <laughs> you are, are born. You're any subsequent children. That's me. Everybody else is like listed by name. So dad was talking about uh, redoing his will and everything. We were talking about uh, inheritance and stuff like that. And I was like, dad, you, you have to know, like, I don't have to be in your will. I have the inheritance that I need from you. Right. Um, I, I, and, and mom, like I, I have, everything that I need um, from them because of the way that they not only told me about Jesus, but lived out their faith as, you know, people that are not perfect, that made a whole lot of mistakes and kept coming back to Jesus right over the um, course of their lives. And that's, that's a legacy that I would love to live my, or leave my children as well. Right. Hopefully that's what um, the name Redfern will mean at some point. Um, but we don't really have a uh, – we do. I don't know who it is. It's so far in the past. But we, the turning point in our family, we don't – our family's like – <laughs> I know yeah. three or four generations back that they were – Following Christ, then. Which that's, Christ a, I mean, that's a, that's an awesome that is, heritage which anyway. Is a Lego. That, yeah. that's a, and amazing. some of them like a fantastic. I told you about one of them um, yesterday that these these people did not like they faced hardships and followed Christ. Right, man, so. that's awesome. Well, Josh, thank you for that question. Uh, do you want to? It actually goes directly into what we're talking about, or at least what. Well, the, wait. There's a there's a second part of the question, real oh. quick, about the hoplite. Hoplite. Is that your favorite type of warrior? Man, I don't. Or, I wouldn't even know how to touch no, that. That's, that. I don't think Chris has a favorite type of warrior. Yeah. Are you sure? It's like choosing between my children. Really? Yeah. I mean, no, have easy. you seen how much like? Uh, I I know he's got a lot of stuff in here. Well, like I just didn't know. Well, I I feel there like are knights aspects to the hoplite. Yeah, the knighthood, the samurai, the the Native American brave. Like yeah, 
That was probably your first love. That was my first love was the Native American brave. But the, yeah, I don't, uh, I think there are aspects about each of them that are awesome and aspects about each of them that are dreadful, dreadful and nightmarish. Yeah. But, um, that's a, I talk about the hoplite a lot because of their military mentality and there's some stuff to learn from that, but, Mm -hmm. but that's, I think, and because of their, uh, I don't want to say like the 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 relevancy because it it was from the hoplite, you know that the the Greek soldier that that we see a lot of the Roman aspects of how right. they did things, and the Roman was the soldier that Paul was in contact with, right? Whenever so, like there are things that are in the Bible that it's like this is actually what they're referencing. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. But sorry, John, getting back to what you were saying. Yeah, le- the the topic of legacy runs directly into, um, I know you're <laughs> going to do uh, verse 6, but really we were supposed to do 7 through, uh, yep. 1 Peter 4, 7 through uh, 11 this Sunday, which starts with the end of all things is at, is at hand. Yeah, I'm, I'm still digging through that whole, man, you talk about commentaries having different opinions. What 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 Peter is referencing here? This phrase, um, this is actually where we get the the kind of famous, you know, crazy guy on the street corner wearing the the end is the nigh. board that says the end is nigh. Like that's that's this phrase in in the King James is the end is nigh. Um, it's kind of the the idea there, and so it's a it's a wild, it kind of kind of creates imagery that's that's weird for us as Christians. I I love it. So, some people think that this is actually prophetic. We don't know exactly when Peter wrote this, but it's it has to be within a very few years before Jerusalem fell, for example, mm. which is a big part of what Jesus predicted at the end of his life is about some of that stuff. And is it that simple? Because some commentaries like, yeah, this is Peter telling you, listen, it's it's here. Like with the, the whole thing Jesus predicted that's coming, I, I think it's bit much bigger than that. I think he's still talking generally about the philosophy that, that the end is nigh. Um, I think it's the same thing as... Arm yourselves. Yeah. yeah. I in, had a, in an a, aspect. A professor who would say that there's a lot that we may not know about eschatology, but the one thing that we can all agree on is that eschatological... Es- eschatological. <laughs> yes. Has ethical implications. That oh, the idea, interesting. Like, the one thing that we can do is eschatology, eschatology without ethics is inappropriate. Uh, yeah. And that that would be the sense of why Jesus teaches of a new time why then the disciples seem to carry this expectation, potentially even in their lifetime, that this might happen. But whatever it was, that this this notion of the time at hand, the key is not necessarily, we can't go back and fault, you know, Paul and, and Peter for like, oh, well, they got it wrong. Right. They're, they're in error. Um, we're not going back and faulting them. But what I do think we need to do is, is look to them and model after them that we should carry right. the same live that way. Yeah. The same constant expectation for Christ's return because again, it has an, an ethical command in our lives when yeah. we do that. Yes. Yeah. And I've heard Chris, you have, heard, I've heard you tell people like that. Yes. I mean, every, every generation of Christians since, um, Paul, yeah. Um, Peter and Paul, and, um, they, they have thought that Christ is coming back during their life. During it their seems lifetime. to be that they were, they lived under that assumption. And I would say like, I don't, like I've never had that thing in my head that says Christ is coming back in my lifetime other than to say I need to live as though Christ is coming back, back in my in lifetime. lifetime. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like today. It's, it's my, a, my grandfather did. Yeah. I mean it was 
he's coming. Constant reminder. Yeah. And he's just and and it was it was really even just kind of like the excited. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's like Paul, you know, I'm excited that the Lord's gonna come back. I really feel like he'll come back in my lifetime. There Talking was about a legacy. No yeah. doubt my That's grandmother great. was stunned to die. Yeah. What? Like wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> she she was stunned when when she realized she was gonna die, it looked like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think up until the last moments of her life, she thought, I'm going to get raptured out of here or whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's significant. And and I think for Christians, it's one of those, when you talk about the ethical side of it, I mean, does does the Apostle Peter mean the the end of all things is nigh? Or to what degree does he mean your end is nigh, my end is nigh? And I don't think those are contradictory mm. ideas. I mean, I, it, it's a... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and with all humility, I think in honoring. Speaking of legacy, honoring Doug Foreman, I'm going to reference. You know, on, on a Thursday or Friday, Doug is texting me saying, "Hey, could you have someone send me underwear to the hospital?" And like, the next Tuesday or Wednesday, he is died. And so the the end is nigh is very real. All humans yeah. should understand the truth of that, one way or the other. We are not promised anything. And so you have to live according to these certain ideas, these principles that Peter is saying. The end of all things is at hand is as simple as this is, we're not promised anything except that the end is coming. And that's a, that's an important thing to, to recognize and remember. And to live in denial of that is to mean you're no longer living as though you're, you're prepared. You're no longer living mm-hmm. that, the, what Peter is pushing here, the, the suffer ready life, the, the mind of Christ in this. So anyway, and apparently that has implications on your prayer life. That's okay. That's yeah. the part of this. That's, that's fascinating. fascinating. Is this the end is so those three phrases, the end is nigh, therefore be self-controlled and sober minded, which are almost synonyms, by the way, it's amazing in the, like literally the self-controlled some, some commentator said, this is, this is translated as the word sober thinking in other places and sober minded. So it's almost like he's saying sober thinking and sober minded. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's like seriously listen people. It's kind of the opposite of the babbling drunk that we talked yep. about. Come to your senses. And then he says for the sake of prayer or mm-hmm. in, in, in order to pray intended. That was the, uh, you know, I'm not the Greek scholar, but looking up the word there, the, Intended for, for the purpose of, in order to, is what's going yep. on there. It's just two words. That's again in the Greek language. There's two words there: this word and prayer. And that that one, it's like a really short word, isn't it? It's uh, anyway, whatever it is, it's a super short word it, that that means for the sake of or in order to. It's a it's meant to communicate something there like that. I have a cross cross reference to Matthew twenty six forty one and another passage in Luke that says or Matthew says, That's "Watch and pray at the garden." Yeah, that you may not enter into temptation. Yeah, watch, watch is and the pray. word there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, and it's again, it's like the reversal. And maybe if again, this is the point that you say, you know, I just never, you know, was never really gifted with prayer, or I'm just not yeah. a good prayer. I mean, maybe it's well, are you anticipating the end? Yeah. Or are you? How are you doing on being self-controlled and sober-minded? And sober-minded. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great. Yep. That's a good recognize recognizing that, and then um, let's kind of uh, focus your thinking and prayer. Yeah, 
make sure your mind is in the right place looking at this. That's pretty cool. So as we as we continue to unpack, man, there's a there's so much mm-hmm. here. But it sounds like we're out of time. <laughs> the piano started back up. Be encouraged.